Well, as Blake said um, tonight, we conclude our time in First Peter, uh, chapter one, as we study Peter's final words and his call to be holy um, to these persecuted Gentiles in Rome. Um, Peter is going to describe um, a type of love that we're able to have by our faith that has been given to us by God through Christ. We'll see that God is showing us mercy and grace and that by him showing us mercy and grace that we don't deserve, we now know how to show that same mercy and grace ultimately and ultimately love as well to one another by his example. Peter isn't describing a love that is fleshly and perishable, but uh, rather an imperishable love that's from heaven. It's eternal. It's an enduring love. And tonight, that's what the title of this message is going to be, an enduring love. Before we begin, let me lead us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, how grateful we are that we can be together here tonight to study your word. I pray that our hearts and minds are prepared to receive it. Lord, I pray that we learn what it means to love one another earnestly. That we'll be convicted about ways that we should be showing love to one another as you have shown love to us. And I pray we recognize that by this same love, we here at CCBC can have endurance to run the race that you have set before us as a local body of Christ. Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen. You may have heard, if, you, if you've ever spoken to our many um, interns that we've had, of the book Compelling Community. I'm sure you've heard Blake speak about it. If you've spoken to one of us who have been in the internship, we, we read that book and we get all excited about it, and discussing it, having conversation. Compelling community, it's at the front of it, it says, where God's power makes a church attractive. It's by Mark Dever and, and Jamie Dunlop. But on the very back of this book, it says, what does, or ask the question, what does a community that testifies to God's power look like? It answers this question. It says this, God's people are called to a togetherness and commitment that transcend all natural boundaries, whether ethnic, generational, or economical. But such a community can be enjoyed only when it relies on the power of God in the gospel. Well, Peter describes a love that comes from the power of God in the gospel in verses 22 through 25. 
So let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Now I have two simple points tonight. The first point is, what does it mean to love one another with a sincere brotherly love? What does it mean to love one another with a sincere brotherly love? And then point two, how can we make sure we're showing this same love daily to one another as members of CCBC. How can we make sure we're showing the same love daily to one another as members of CCBC? So what does it mean to love one another with a sincere brotherly love? Let's go back and look at verse 22 here. When Peter says, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, he's saying that only those whom have been converted, who have been saved, who have been purified by the blood of Jesus, have the capacity, have the ability, have the understanding of how to love with a sincere, brotherly love. I want to read a quote from a book that was um, introduced to me and uh, from a guy in the book. It's uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I believe. I don't know if that's saying that right. Um, but this is what he says to this very thing. When God had mercy on us, when God revealed Jesus Christ to us as our brother, when God won our hearts by God's own love, our instruction in Christian love began at the same time. When God was merciful to us, we learned to be merciful with one another. When we received forgiveness instead of judgment, we too were made ready to forgive each other. Now, let's define what he means when he says love one another in the second half of verse 22. Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Well, let's define earnestly. Well, the definition of earnestly means with sincere and intense Conviction. Not lightly, casually, or flippantly, but with all seriousness. Love one another 
intensely, sincerely, from a pure heart. Peter is saying that as he calls us to love one another, to take it seriously and to do so from a pure heart. But how do we have a pure heart? How do we keep our hearts pure? Peter said, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. What is he saying there? Well, we've already defined the fact that he's saying that it is one that has been converted, one that has been saved, one that has been redeemed by the blood of Christ is able to love in this way, are the only ones able to love in this way. But why does he say, love one another earnestly from a pure heart? He's already made the statement that your soul has been purified by the obedience to the truth. Why is he asking the question, or why is he saying, love one another earnestly from a pure heart? Because your heart can deceive you. What does it take to keep our hearts pure? Commitment to God's word. Committing to studying his word every single day. When you and I turn the TV on or open our phones... I see more trash. I see more sin than I see fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit. That's what I see. I can turn the radio on and I hear false doctrine being sung. And if I change the channel, I'm just going to hear flat out sin. How do we filter out all that we go through every day? It's God's word. Without God's word, you and I will be led astray. We'll be led away from being obedient to him and to loving one another. As he continues from 22 to 23, Peter says, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. What is he saying? He's saying the things of this world are going to pass. Flesh is going to wither away. But God's word, it's going to Endure forever. How are we to love one another? With a love like Peter's calling for the Gentiles as he's trying to encourage them? By the abiding word of God. 
It's only by God's word that we're going to endure as CCBC. It's only by God's word that my heart will be prepared to love you as you are to love me. For us to love one another. And that really comes to the next question. How can we make sure that we're showing this same love daily to one another as members of CCBC? Well, you don't have to turn there, but Romans 15, 7 says, Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So what can we do? How can we be showing love to one another like Peter's calling for us to do? Well, for one... We can make sure that we're seeking to develop relationships with one another. We need to be willing to go after one another as Christ came for you. If we develop relationships with one another, and what that looks like is, hey guys, having lunch with other guys, ladies having lunch with ladies, Families getting together and having dinner together. Spending time with one another. If you noticed, I said, how can we make sure we're showing this same love daily to one another? I could have said weekly, but that would imply that, oh, as long as I show up on Sunday mornings and show my face and shake hands and smile, that that will be good enough. Sadly... I've grown up in churches just like that with that mentality of a large group of the people. That if I show up and smile and shake hands, I've done my part. That's not loving. When we come into membership of a church, what's loving is when we come together every Sunday and we don't forsake one another. We don't forsake the gathering of this local body. And we take every opportunity, every, not only the Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, any other opportunity that we can spend time together as families, even outside this building. This building is the meeting house of Chaffee Crossing Baptist Church. We are the church, and we can meet anywhere. We can spend time together getting to know one another, going after one another when we see one of the sheep maybe get blindfolded or lied to or led astray outside the fence and is in danger. What's love is making, taking the opportunity to have some what we would call awkward conversations to bring them back. Not out of trying to control someone's life, no, but out of love for them. Because you've been redeemed, they've been redeemed, you are to love them. 
as Christ showed you love. And that means doing some hard things. Having some hard conversations. Getting in some awkward situations. But for God's glory. We need to be honest and open with one another. And what's beautiful about all of these things that I'm speaking about, these are things that I've already seen displayed here at Chaffee Crossing Baptist Church. It was almost hard for me to prepare in thinking about this because I'm like, wow, this is what I see the church, this church doing already. And it's beautiful. It's amazing to see how much we care for one another. And you know, Romans 15, 7, when I was reading that and I thought about, welcome one another, uh, therefore just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. When Hannah and I came here, you have made us feel so welcome. We feel like family here. And I think what's great is that it wasn't just for us. I see that with every family that's come in since we've been here. You are displaying love that endures forever. And I praise God that I'm a part of it. And I praise God that y'all are allowing me to learn and grow and see what it means to love in this way to love with an eternal love, an enduring love. And then finally, I want to, this last statement, I want to go back to the compelling community. It says again, that the church is called, with together, called to be with togetherness and commitment that transcend all natural boundaries, whether ethnic, general, or economical. But such a community can be enjoyed only when it relies on the power of God in the gospel. That's how our relationships are going to endure in this church. We have relationships outside this church with people who maybe you work with them, Maybe you've been longtime friends with them, and they have a disagreement with you, with us as a church, whatever the case may be. But the power of God in the gospel, that type of love, that endures forever. Love outside of the gospel that does not come from the gospel, but is based on a situation, based on convenience, that's not going to endure. But the love that we display here and that Peter is calling us to display, we will endure forever. We can endure anything. And no matter what happens, the word of the Lord remains forever. It remains forever, no matter what happens here. But praise be to God 
that we are all part of a church that displays an enduring love every week to one another. Let me close this in prayer. Father, we are thankful. As Chaffee Crossing Baptist Church, that you have blessed us and fulfilled all of our needs. Father, I thank you for those who have been so willing to display this love so openly in the church. And I pray that we'll continue to grow together with one another, getting to know one another better, asking those hard questions, helping each other grow, discipling one another. Not because we want to control, but because we love. Because you first loved us. So Lord, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace that you've shown us. May we show that to one another. It's in your name we pray. Amen.